Welcome to Whores Talk Horror. We're not really whores. We just like wordplay. Welcome to Whores Talk Horror. I'm Sharon. And I'm Melinda. And this is part two of our interview with Audra and Nancy, the lovely ladies of West Suburban Paranormal Investigations. So join us and hear some possible evidence that ghosts exist. Maybe, maybe not. You have to listen and find out. Enjoy it. All right. So Spencer and Mindy and I just took Nancy and Audra on a walk through of the building where we record. Um, And as I mentioned a little bit earlier, there have been reports from people who work here that they have seen and felt and heard some supernatural activity. This building, without giving away where where we record, has a pretty rich history. Uh, it used to be a, a really famous restaurant back in the 50s and 60s. There have been presidents that have eaten here, famous musicians, uh, movie stars. Um, it was pretty well known, so I'm assuming there's a lot of energy in this building still. And also part of the exterior wall of the old restaurant is is visual visible um within the building now and there's also been a lot of construction in this building so as we all know when there's construction in a building it kind of can rustle up spirits audra and nancy what apps did you guys use when we did our walkthrough and tell us uh your thoughts if there's you think there's any sort of activity oh Hi. <laughs> uh, Audra's dad is saying hi. Yeah. Through Sorry, the Jack came through. Oh. Hi, Audra's dad. <laughs> hey, Audra's dad. He must have been listening earlier when I was talking about nasty people. We don't want to get to anybody we in trouble. We won't go there. <laughs> um, I was walking around with an app called the Perilous, and it's similar to what the ghost hunters, paranormal investigators use. It's called an Ovilus, and it's an app that I downloaded on my phone. And it just spews out random names and words and numbers. And we just try and see if we can relate the words to where we're located. Um, it seems like there's an employee here that we were able to kind of contact. He's not dead. He's not dead. He's not dead. <laughs> his name came up. But his though. name came up. So it's kind of they're just trying to show that they're here and listening and know about the building, I guess. And it came up when we walked into a room that he specifically b- monitors all of the um, props and and things that go in and out of that room. So right. that was something. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that was yeah, pretty that was interesting. Pretty cool. um, I was walking around with an EMF reader that I also downloaded an app on my phone. It wasn't the actual equipment that we use on an investigation. But... Um, I got a little bit of pings here and there with energy throughout the building, um, but the main area was a spiral staircase, so that was kind of cool that it was all just alive throughout the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I will mention that the same office or, or prop room that Audra got the name on, um, when I walked in there, I definitely got a little bit of a chill, and um, I didn't get any energy on the EMF reader, no... no um, ratings on there or whatever but i definitely felt something in there so it could just be a prop mm-hmm. maybe a prop is putting something off yeah it's kind of cool though right you had mentioned that some of these items may have come from, th- from thrift stores and so you have no idea what kind of a history history or... you're bringing with you from that piece of equipment or piece of clothing yeah for sure and there's hundreds and hundreds of items, items. of clothing and other props in there so yeah, yeah who knows what energy is attached to <laughs> 
exactly. <laughs> to any of that. <laughs> um, and so while we were um, interviewing you earlier, Spencer actually had a few questions that he wrote down for me to ask you. Um, so besides the apps that you just mentioned, what other apps do you use or would you recommend? Um, I would recommend if you were looking for a spirit box that you download the Echovox, E-C-H-O-Vox, V-O-X. And that is a app that you can buy from the Play Store. It's not a free app, but I, I really recommend it. I highly, I put a lot of faith in that when we use it. And I use it all the time. They have quite a few different kind of K2 meters. I would definitely download one of those and then test it out. Put it up to a fuse box, put it up to a light box, and to make sure that it, the lights ping all the way to the red. If it does, then it's a good app. If they don't, then go try to find another app and put it up to something that's got a lot of electricity to it. And Andre, you had said something like, um, if it says like for entertainment purposes, what it, what was it that you said to steer clear of? Steer clear of it. There are some that are going to say this is for ghost hunting tools. This is what the ghost hunters use. And so that's a safe bet that you can use those. But there are a few out there, especially that are in the shape of a radar and supposedly... You can look and see where there's a ghost in the middle of the circle pinging. If it'll, it's definitely going to say, one of the last lines will say, for entertainment purposes only. And if you get that, then steer clear of it. It's not for an actual tool. It's just for fun. Okay. Cool. And um, how often when you go on investigations, you actually find something at a location? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, I would say, like, out of, out of 10 investigations, eight of them. We'll, we'll get some concrete evidence. It's a pretty high number. And, and even the one time we were going to totally dismiss it, I'm like, there is nothing here. Um, at the end, my Echo Vox actually told me to please shut up. I'm like, are you serious? Where did this come from? It hadn't talked to us all night until the very end when I'm like, all right, I'm done. I'm going to shut everything down. And it actually did tell me, and we may even have that a clip yeah, of that. I've got that. Um, it told me to shut up. Wow. So, and we did find an animal there at the end of the night. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't even have a dog, but I had a, I caught a photo of a spirit dog huh. in the house. So that was kind of cool too. Mm-hmm. That's funny. <laughs> well, it's funny because you have these owners, the people who call you, some of them have ideas of who it might be that's coming in. And there are so many times when we're like, nope, that's not even close to who we got. <laughs> so how often do you do research afterwards to confirm what you have found? Every time. Okay. That's a good, legit answer. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> well, you have to verify your research. No, Definitely. I agree. But a lot of folks don't. So I love to hear... It just adds legitimacy. Like I said, it gives you cred. We would love to be able to do the history of the house that we're going to beforehand. But it's just, we go a lot out of town most of the time, an hour away, an hour and a half away. So it's not an ability that we have to go to their historical center and their library the day of the investigation to try and find stuff. And two, walking into it, we don't know. I was going to say, you you kind of poison your mind and have expectations of what to find. If you go in cold... It and then you can you can always search the history afterwards. Yeah. To see if any of the things that you came up with are, you know, you can validate through mm-hmm. history. Mm-hmm. I think it yeah, I think that makes more sense. Definitely. Uh, and can you explain a little bit about some of uh, the other equipment that you mentioned earlier oh, like yeah. the pendulum and the dowsing rod? Well, the dowsing rods are two copper wires that are in an L shape. Um, they've been used for centuries to find water. They find pipes underground. We were at a house where the woman was a geologist, 
And I pulled them out, and she goes, oh, those are witching sticks. And I said, mm-hmm. oh, okay. And she, we use them all the time when we're going to people's houses. Like, if you call Julie, you want to build something in your backyard, and you call that number for Julie, and the NICOR comes out, and the electric company comes out to show you where all the wires are in the ground, I guess that her company uses the witching mm. sticks, dousing rods, to find these wires and the pipes for them. Um, we use them for yes or no questions for the energy if we'll say – if you, the answer is yes, to cross them for us into an X. The answer is no, to push them far apart so that it's real obvious that they're pushing apart. And uh, I have a, a medical condition where I don't have a lot of feeling in one of my arms. And I think that that helps. They don't have to fight with the person to be heard. They've got pretty much a free vessel to go ahead and cross and uncross for me. So I get them to work pretty pretty often. They don't work for me at all. <laughs> I've tried. I'm like... <laughs> But they don't work for me. Um, some people they do, some people they don't in w- in the paranormal field. And I can't get the pendulum to work for anything. I use the pendulum quite often, and again, for yes and no answers. And I use a lot of that with my meditation. I make sure that before I even start with any questions, I want to clear my mind. I want to take just a couple minutes to myself. So I'm not thinking about, okay, what am I making for dinner tonight? And, mm-hmm. you know, I want to clear everything out of my mind before I start using them. And we'll get accurate yes and no answers from there as well. With the pendulum, is it like swing it's back and forth or circle? circular. Oh, okay. And you make that known in the beginning and you actually fake it. You're turning it. You're telling the spirits that when I ask you questions, go mm-hmm. to the right like this. If you're telling me yes, go to the left for a no. And sometimes they don't move at all when you're asking questions, which means either someone's no longer with you or they just choose not to answer that particular question. Because you can ask the next question and then you get a response. I also feel it like through my body, like through my arm when I'm using it. I feel like that tingle Mm -hmm. or that energy coming through. And so do you um, sage all your equipment then after each investigation? I don't sage my equipment. Um... But they do generate them under the moon sometimes. Yeah, when there's a full moon, they talk about putting out your certain equipment. Probably not the ones that have batteries in them. No. (laughs) (laughs) Just in case of rain. But like the dousing rods and the pendulums, I'll put mine out when there's a full moon and they're supposed to be cleansed. Like recharged and cleansed. Interesting. Um, And then the final question that Spencer had is, why do you think spirits hang around? Unfinished business. Um, Maybe they're not ready to let go. Um, do we really know? Right. That's what I always kind of assumed, unfinished mm-hmm. business. Or or sometimes, would you think, like, people don't know that they've died? That's a very good possibility as well. have not accepted that fact, and so they can't cross over mm-hmm. unless, you know, they're aware. <laughs> right. That they've they have actually, to be known. Yeah. 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 I think, too, that they can come back down and I watch. Would, that's what I was going to say, because I have a friend who's very spiritual, and she's she's daughters who are now late junior high early teenage years and she's always and they're all they've all like seen stuff feel stuff and she's always said like if I go if you're ever in a position where you need me just call me and I'll be like what what do you need what do you need (laughs) and so I I but like she's not someone she would definitely be somebody that would like go off into the next realm or whatever right so right you do think that people can come back and I do I think they come back and watch yeah, I do. And support. Like, you know, you have yours that you call on all the time to like help you support. Yeah, like my dad. Who mm. said hi. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> not her support team. That's not way. him, let me tell you. <laughs> Wait, your dad's alive. Oh, no. Oh, he's not. No, he's, no. He popped no, up. No, his name popped up on the Parallels oh, okay. right before we finished. I was confused. I thought a text yeah. came through while no. you were looking at Oh, okay. No, his name came through on the Parallels. Gotcha. Right before we started gotcha, gotcha. again. Yeah, he's been gone for 11 years. Oh, okay. 
That's why I was like, hi, Jack. I know you're here. <laughs> so before we um, actually listen to some of the audio that you brought, Yay. have you thought about who your favorite serial killer is? <laughs> As we took you for a tour of this building that's multi-stories. You know, not really. I don't think I have a favorite serial killer. I think they're all a little crazy. <laughs> so, hey, that's an answer. You know, I, I really haven't focused on any of them. I think, you know, I'm interested. Don't get me wrong. I mean, if right. it happens, I'm like, oh, my God, what do you do? How do you do it? How many? You know what I mean? <laughs> right, right. I'm all about that. But um, not really anyone particular. How about you? Fair enough. A.J. Tolmes. Yeah. Oh, the, yeah. The murder castle in Chicago. Okay. Like, the fact that someone had the audacity and the means to and the brilliance to create something that was yeah. like a fun house of terror essentially right. yeah it's just beyond anything i could ever think of doing right. or <laughs> why kind of anyone family. would want to do that or but every aspect of that story is just like fascinating and yeah so i would have to say h.h holmes audra you know it's not a serial killer but leopold and loam Loeb. I've always been fascinated. It could have been the absolute perfect crime if the ding-dong hadn't dropped his glasses. (laughs) (laughs) You know, they never would have been caught if he hadn't lost his glasses. And he was so rich that I think it was, what, only two pair had been made in anywhere around Chicago. Okay. And so that's how they found him, is that there were only a couple of pairs that were made. They were so rich that they could afford anything. Ah. And the glasses no, were expensive, so- and that's how they found him. That's how it is, though. People think they can get away with it. Yeah. And it's always the littlest thing. The littlest thing. Mindy, now it's your turn. I, I hate to give this guy any sort of attention, but I say Ted Bundy only because I read, uh, and I'm a huge Anne Rule fan, and I love The Stranger Beside Me. So I don't want to say Ted Bundy, but that whole story yeah, I'll go with is concept. more of my, I'm just fascinated. Because <laughs> I think he's an arrogant jerk, and he doesn't deserve any more credit than he's due. It's but true. the story and the victims deserve all the credit. So. Most serial killers are arrogant jerks. To be, to be fair. <laughs> You really don't hear the family side of the story that often either. Sorry. Exactly. Um, I just want to bring up, they're not actually serial killers, but we went to Waverly Hills. You did. Sanitarium recently this year, actually. No. That was that was our field trip. We, we do field trips all the time where we go into like paid hunts. Um, but they had so many deaths that were there. And instead of giving them actual burial, they wheeled them down to a train and took them and buried them in a mass grave. To me... That's what my interest is, is yes. not one particular person. But to me, they did the wrong thing with these spirits. So tell us a little bit more about Waverly Hills for those who don't know. You, you can tell the story better than I can. Oh, awesome. Okay. Uh, it's a sanatorium. Sanitarium. Yeah. Sanitarium. Yeah. It was, it's, it, the place is ginormous. I think there were five floors. The top, it is in Louisville, Kentucky. I have a friend who, because I know that they do, side note, I know that they do some public openings. I have a friend who went with her, Emily, what's up? Uh, She, I won't give her last name, but she and her family, like her mom and dad and whatever, did an overnight there. And she was like, but I've seen it on other shows and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. But she was like, just the pure size of the place is just insane. But Please continue. (laughs) It it was the people who had tuberculosis, and we didn't find this out until the end, but there are basically two sides to it. Each floor has got two sides to it. The one side has had two beds in. Those are the people who were just slightly sick or were going to get healed. And then on the other side of the row was a one bed for the person who was about ready to die. And most of the people went from one side to the other. They did not go home. 
most of them died there. The fifth floor, one side was housing the psychiatric patients. The other side was the children's ward, I believe, wasn't it? Yes, I believe it was. So it was just crazy just intermixing that group. And it was just uh, they had people dying once an hour. And if they had no family to come and and pick up the bodies, those are the bodies that just went off to this mass grave, which to me is just horrible. I can't fathom yeah, that. Absolutely. Was they that took on the property or was it like shipped them out of it, town? They, they were shipped. They were put on the train. The bodies were just massively thrown into like a car and then the car was taken away. There and was a 500 foot long tunnel that they mm-hmm. would be taken down. Which was really awesome to go that down. Was, by. Oh, wait, so the train was underground? It ended up being right at level. Yeah. Right. We were, cause the, the, because the grain goes down. Yeah. The, the tunnel kind of goes like at a, what, a? 50 degree angle. Yeah, it was it was really steep. steep. And they would take the bodies through there so other people didn't see them and freak out. <gasps> oh, sure. And then load them, take them to the, through the tunnel, load them on this train. And do they know where the bodies ended up? Or? They never told us. We couldn't find any history on that. Oh, but supposedly the whole ground is just There's probably buried underneath. <laughs> people are horribly haunted. I actually took a picture of the girls um, that were with us, Audra, her daughter, and Kim. And the picture itself, their faces were kind of like <gasps> blurry. And I'm, I swear, and they look at me like, yeah, okay, it was just your camera or whatever. You were hot, sweaty. But I swear, <laughs> they to me, it looks like other spirits were trying to take the place of their faces in these, in these photos that I took. I'm a big picture taker when we go places. Um, so that was really intense for me. The first time I went there was with another one of our members who is a sensitive And in one of the rooms, he started coughing, and then he was crying like a baby. I'm like, what the hell's wrong with this guy? (laughs) Right? I'm like, dude, stop, you know? And he's like, I can't stop. He's literally bawling. And I could not get him to leave the room. One of the girls that was like the tour guide through the whole thing, they they would have somebody with every party. Um, She helped get him out, and then he started like coughing like, like he was really ill. Like and then he, yes. <laughs> and then he got a little better. He was like, wow, you know, and then like two rooms down, another guy started coughing like that. So I really wow. feel like something tried to get into him at that point. So that was pretty scary. We didn't we didn't have that the second Mm-mm. time we went. No, just that one time I was with him. So that was before I even met Audra the first time I went there. What happened when you guys went? Anything fun? Not much. <laughs> really didn't have a whole lot. No, happen. we were we were a little disappointed. We, we thought we'd get a lot more. There was a nurse that hung herself on the fifth floor. She was pregnant and supposedly contracted tuberculosis and wasn't married. Uh, there are lots of rumors that she it was with a doctor who was married to somebody else. I mean, there's you know rumors about all that. We think we talked to her, possibly, oh. a little bit. Uh, the thing is, is that there were 50 people for that tour. And oh. they do the tour, like, Thursday, Friday, Saturday nights, all year round. So these ghosts might be getting a little tired. And the fact that they have they have a haunted house on the first floor, which I found yeah. to be disrespectful. That is disrespectful. Yeah, I think so. Oh, my. Because I've heard of Waverly Hills for a long time, and I feel like I would never want to set up a haunted house you, in you wouldn't an think. actual haunted location. Right. Um, the building itself is incredible. I mean, just when you pull up to it, it's like, oh, my God, this is so cool. You just get that energy, energetic feeling. We got you to go into the morgue. I did. Into one of the drawers. Really? I'm, I'm so I'm so bold. I don't care. Oh my gosh! I want to be touched. So, but she was so brave. I would so never brave. go into I one of those do it. No it was way. it was a neat feeling. I didn't get anything from it. So though. you like laid on a slab and mm-hmm. they like they oh pushed me in. <laughs> and Audra was like, later. <laughs> no, I was like, don't leave me. 
<laughs> Let me out, please. No, it was pretty exciting, though. I, I highly suggest anyone to go there just for the experience. Yeah, I would go there. I would, yeah. do, and like I said, my friend Emily, she could help us out. She knows people there. She'd be happy to set us up with housing. So well, I also it. think I could be wrong. Spencer, look this up, but um, I think Ted Bundy's Volkswagen Beetle is on display in a museum in louisville really it's either kentucky it's either somewhere in kentucky or it's somewhere in tennessee it's one of those but we could do like a i'm more interested in a long weekend but well i want to see both (laughs) if it's in louisville i want to go see the Volkswagen. while you go that far you may as well might as well louisville's lovely from what i've seen from what i've seemed to be yeah but that's awesome that you guys went there. Yeah. So I would spend so more time in the operating room if I could. We finally found the darn thing, and about five minutes later, the tour guide came in and we're okay, we're switching floors. I'm like, wait a second. Because <laughs> they only allow, like, each, like, say you have, like, 50 people in the whole thing, so 15 are on this floor, 15 are on that floor, so you're not bumping into each other. Yeah, So yeah. they try to spread you out a little bit. So when your time is up, then you have to go to the next floor or two floors, mm-hmm. depending. And from what I'm seeing, the operating room is terrifying and it's incredibly small it is it's smaller than this room it's probably half the size of this room it is so small for what they would have had to do in those rooms it was crazy i would have spent i would have liked to have spent more time in the operating room yeah well if we get up there we'll 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 just hide we'll like duck away from the tour group (laughs) right so dark you could probably get away with ourselves i would be more afraid though of uh because audrey and i were talking earlier about being clumsy i'd be more afraid of like hurting myself with all the debris and stuff like oh, that yeah, than the, i would be ghost the tour probably. guy kept telling us so oh, you have to turn your flashlights off i'm like dude <laughs> not uh-uh. a good idea well because they have bats okay so <sighs> the, the light's gonna draw the bats to you so that's why he's saying keep your lights fo- you know focus on the floor if you're using flashlights so there's ghosts there's debris there's bats there's bats <laughs> kind of amazing that this is open to the public <laughs> Well, you sign a waiver as well. Okay. Oh, yeah. But people demanded it, I think, because people, so many people were, like, breaking in to try and do yeah. ghost hunts or whatever. Any tour that we've been on, you've had to sign a waiver before you go in. Just... That's when you know it's a good tour. I know. Right? Yeah, right. That's when you get excited. Okay, this is going to be awesome. Well, it sounds kind of like Cropsy in New York. Or, like, for my birthday a few years ago, my friends, we went to the Winchester Mystery House. Oh, And my friend cool. paid for the regular tour, but then, like, the extra tour. And they were like, you can't go on this tour unless you wear this hard hat. And we were like, we are in. Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, yeah, you know it's good when you have to sign a waiver. <laughs> yes. Spencer, do you find the location of Ted Bundy's car? I think it's at the Alcatraz East Crime Museum, which what? I'm assuming is... Near Alcatraz? I was just no, Alcatraz. No, it's, it's somewhere in Tennessee or Kentucky. Well, they it, it's all part of like this crime forensic set of museums, and uh-huh. they have a location in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. Yeah. But I don't know oh. if I don't know if it's it's actually at that location. I think it is because Billy Jensen posted a photo of him with it, and I remember like bookmarking it in my Instagram, and it, he was in yeah, what one of those states. Close enough. <laughs> yeah. We always make a pit stop. Yeah. We can go to both states. That nice long weekend. Sounds familiar for some reason. Pigeon Forge. Yeah. I think that's... It sounds uh, like a name of something. The smo- in the Smoky Mountains in that uh, We don't know. Area. Could be. <laughs> oh, yeah. this uh, The Alcatraz East, it's in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. Okay. Oh, okay. Sure. <laughs> We're not great with uh, geography. geography. <laughs> All right. So now we are going to listen to some of the audio recordings that Nancy and Audra brought with uh, from some of their investigations. So, Audra, do you want to tell us about the um, the first audio clip that you have? 
This happened when we were in Waterman, and Nancy talked about it before. It's the little boy named Richie. And you're going to hear, this is for me. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I know. We do that all the time. That's exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> that is loud. And that was not through my Echo Vox, but we were trying to get communication through the Echo Vox. You can hear it in the background. And you heard it, you heard that though after. After when I was listening to my audio. We didn't hear it that day oh when we were sitting around the coffee table. Everybody was sitting on the floor just trying to get something. When I was at home with my headphones on listening, I'm like, oh my God, this little boy was sitting right next to me. So incredible. That's like a true EVP then. Can we hear it one more time? Okay. And it's totally a little boy. It's totally a little boy. And he was like eight or nine years old from what we gathered from all the information that we've obtained. And that sounds about right for him. Can you go back just a little bit further so they can hear the echo box? So do you hear all that background garble? I mean, that is so clear. So clear. So no one else in the room is talking. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. You're, so it's just picking up all these like kind of background. Like the echo box. Like, yeah. And the yeah. echo box is going, trying to get some wording. We're all sitting like this, waiting for some words to come out of the box. But this, we didn't hear this little boy in person. I only heard it when we listened to the audio after. Wow. So that was just incredible. I love it. Every time we go there, I'm like, hey, Richie, I'm back. Aww. <laughs> So his, so his voice coming through was just through the air? Just right? through the air, naturally. It wasn't through my Aquavox or any other equipment. His his little spirit was right there with us, following us through the house. So it's so intense. That's amazing. It. That is so cool. That is so Do you want to talk about the gunshots? Yes. Okay, the second part. What? This is the same house. A couple of the guys that were with us and the homeowner and I went out in the backyard to see if we could get anything. The reason we did this, we got such high readings from behind his home, like through the outside windows, even facing the alleyway behind there. One of his neighbors the previous year had shot himself in his garage, which their garage, his garage is right next to the homeowner's garage. And so he was like, yeah, you know, he shot himself. Maybe that's why you're getting all these high readings from the back window. So, of course, we're going to go outside and snoop around, see, you know, if there's anything. We had our equipment. I had my flashlight with me, and I didn't know my flashlight does SOS patterns. Oh. (laughs) I know now. Can can you explain what that is really SOS patterns means like, okay, normally you just have a, a straight beam. But you can also click your button like twice, which I didn't know this. And then all of a sudden you have like a flashing, like an SOS. Oh. So if you were stranded somewhere, you could put it to a window and it's going to shoot out this pattern for SOS. That's cool. So Ken was with us. Um, he was one of our uh, members as well. And he's, I'm like, wow, look at my flashlight. And he's like, oh, let me see. So we're all infatuated by this flashlight doing this SOS pattern. And we don't hear anything else. We go on about our business. When I listen to the audio later, we're all fascinated by this flashlight, and you hear four gunshots. And so we're assuming that those gunshots must have come from the neighbor. We're not 100% sure, but they weren't there in person. You didn't hear them while you were there with your own If we did, we would have stopped talking about my damn flashlight and hit the (laughs) ground, I'm sure. So um, this is just, it kind of blows us all away when you hear this. (laughs) Let me see. Put it back to me. Put it back to me. 
Do you hear that? That's that loud. was not in person. And you can see he's like, turn your flashlight over here to me. Let me see it. Nobody reacted to Nobody it. Nobody reacted at that time until, of course, after when we listened to the audio. So that's pretty awesome. Do you wow. know how many gunshots were fired the night that he killed himself? The homeowner wasn't 100% positive, but he does believe that a couple shots were fired and then he shot himself. But that's loud enough that like legit if that was an outside noise you would have stopped talking about oh your definitely I mean, would have hit the ground definitely. <laughs> exactly. right can you exactly. play a little bit beyond the shots or you can do it again but just play beyond the shot so they can see that we're still talking about my flashlight yeah hey, put it back to me put it back to me just let me let me record it for a while i got a buddy that knows morris code and that could be some morris code going on there so we're only talking about the flashlight, not about what the hell was that noise? Right. No, I know. And it was so loud. Yeah. So those are a couple of our favorites, actually. That's awesome. And that's the same house that Richie's in, only okay. it's outside. Okay. Do you want to do the little girl humming? Thing? You can do the humming. Yeah, that was pretty cool. This is the tattoo shop um, oh, cool. that supposedly has a little girl that we've never seen, but other people have. Um, she's known to like skip around in the rooms and orbs are like all over the place because he has like the video that's playing all night long. Uh, oh, we, cool. we actually caught her humming while we're trying to set up equipment. Oh. So this is kind of cool. Did you hear that? Oh. It's hard to hear. You really have to focus. You can hear it. Again, She's like, it's mm-hmm. pretty clear. And right. once again, you guys did not hear this mm-hmm. while no. you were, and this was not coming through. This was just. In- she was just skipping through the room, I'm assuming, <laughs> humming while we're trying to set up our, our videos and stuff like that. You can kind of hear you guys in the background and obviously nobody's reacting. Right. Like, wait, what was that? Like, you know. Yeah. You would think that if you hear a little girl humming while you're we doing this, we would all this, be like, like where's she heck? at? And you're sure no one was humming no. with you guys? Okay. No, it was just Nancy and I, and, oh. and we don't hum. <laughs> <laughs> we might sing every once in a while, but no, I'm just joking. <laughs> we wouldn't want to hear us sing. And you can just look at her face. Yeah, Go sorry. back one. Do you see her face? This is Audra's daughter at the tattoo parlor. She's like, oh, my God. So we have some really cool pictures, too. Did she see yeah, something? She was freaking out. Aw. Yeah. She Did was, you guys play she this back right issues. away and hear it then? What is no. she reacting to? She was hearing stuff coming from upstairs. Really? And she was not having a good time with it. <laughs> this next one, it's still from the tattoo parlor, and it's the come to me, and I'm hoping that it's, oh, I'm it's hoping really, it's loud really enough. It's really, really faint, so you get a really strain to hear it. <laughs> Did you hear it? I heard yeah. it. Yeah. Come to me. Oh, come to me. Yeah, I heard it clear, actually. That's the one that okay. kind of freaks me out Okay, play that one more time. It is very quiet and close. So that was pretty cool. That it was caught like upstairs. Right up That was the one on the stairs. Yeah. yeah. That's the tattoo parlor. Yeah, yeah, that was the tattoo parlor. And is that, do you think that's the little girl? or No. No, no. No, not that one. I don't think so. I think that's okay. like the, that's like the, the dark feelings we got in the upstairs attic area i think that that whatever that is is coming from that that's awesome i'm sorry we, we think we might have the little girl's name we think Ooh. we might have caught like an everly so we're not sure if either it's everly like a- or beverly huh. did you 
hear it? it yeah. Was very low. Very low. But and I it was in a little girl's it. voice. It wasn't an adult voice. It's very low. That's awesome. So since um, you mentioned shadow people, um, I saw a shadow person when I was very little in my bedroom, and we've talked about shadow people several times on the show. What do you think a shadow person is? Because I've done some research, and there's a lot of different interpretations, everything from aliens to um, if someone's um, having like a... Oh, I can't think of the name of it right now. But they're if they're dreaming and they're like astral projection. Astral projection. Thank you, Spencer. Astral projecting. Sometimes maybe that their astral body will get caught somewhere, and that's what a shadow person is. And there's many, many more interpretations. What do you think a shadow person is? Um, I agree with both of those things that you said. I also feel like maybe somebody's trying to come through and present themselves, but they just can't completely. So it's more of a haze. It's not like you actually see a solid mass, but it's like something you can see through. It's just like, um, you know, and I think you can catch them out of your peripheral vision, too. I think you can see them and you look and they're not there because maybe they don't want to be seen. Mm -hmm. But I, I really feel like that could be a good possibility. I feel like the shadow person I saw was pretty solid, dark. But there's, I've heard variations too, and I've heard, you know, there's the headed shadow people. There's the shadow people that have the glowing red eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, and a, someone that we interviewed a while ago, she said um, that she heard a tip where if you see mm. a shadow person or a ghost or anything out of the corner of your eye, don't blink. Slowly turn. And slowly turn your head. She said if you blink, they'll go. But if you don't blink, you can actually Capture. catch them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. I've heard that before too. Yeah. I have yet to try it because I haven't seen I know, anything. When I see something, right. I'm, I'm too like, what is that? Well, that's it. You're so in the moment. It's going to be very difficult <laughs> to sit there and don't blink. <laughs> right. Did you find more audio to show or no? Yeah, from the uh, when we did uh, the museums in Lyle. Ooh. Our cases make a very definite sound. They're plastic and it's a very, there are two latches on like each this. piece. Oh, yeah. Okay, so it would make this... Yeah, that's probably exactly it. It's like whenever you open this, you hear that yeah, noise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We were in the main room, and we were gathering all of our stuff. We were getting ready to go into one of the other rooms to put our equipment out. And you hear footsteps walking into the room, all of our latches flipping up, and then you don't hear the sound of any footsteps leaving. Eventually, we just all come back in the room again. Oh, my God, I want to hear this. So we're getting ready to leave. <laughs> You guys are getting ready. What happened? That was us. And now we're gone. And then nothing. Nobody leaves. So it sounds more like the spirit came in and they're just like on all of our boxes and then they just you know dissipate okay that gave me chills isn't that that's awesome right? you could literally hear someone walking in and that straight up so and all boom, your boom. Suit, like cases were locked they were all they open. were all open because well, we, we took no, I mean, when you left the room they were no. all locked no we no. leave them open oh, so okay. we want to come back in and grab something else out of it so okay. somebody was playing with them yeah yeah so when you oh and they were just playing with the noises okay. of them oh my god yeah <laughs> that, that, was that was pretty cool crazy. That's awesome. This next, we were in a, another storage room, and we're still over at the museum. And 
This woman just screams. And it's oh. Nancy and I and the museum director, and it, we were the only three women, and it wasn't us. The word paranormal never left my lips. I, said, I just said it. Did you hear that? That, that was, was a loud, that was definite. That was not us. I dropped something plastic, and right after that, some woman, ah! You dropped it on the ghost foot. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> that was pretty cool. I think that's what, yeah, that's pretty much what we have then. That is crazy. That is some really, really yeah, good evidence. I don't... <laughs> I know. I You know, you, you see stuff on TV, you know, those yeah. TV shows, but you yeah. never know how much of that is faked for ratings. So when we right. meet people who you don't have a TV show, you're not trying to get right. ratings, and you actually right. come to us with this audio, I believe this way more than anything I would see on, like, Ghost Well, Adventures. and it's legit because, you like, with the... the uh, boxes with the locks, the you know, the flipping up of that was so clear. Of you could hear you guys leave very right. clearly. The footsteps up to it, everything. Yeah, I'm kind of speechless. That one kind of awesome. that one got pretty to cool, us too. right? It's that's so what cool. keeps us going is knowing that we actually have real evidence. We were just talking about this on the way up here. How a lot of those TV shows they, they may record for ten hours, and all you get was, "Oh my God, you hear that." Right, exactly. But they don't show you anything. You know, right. you're just going, what they hear? I didn't hear it. But they act like they did. And to me, a lot of that is so fake. I don't even watch those shows anymore right. because of that reason. But I know in my heart of hearts that everything that we capture and give to our clients is real. Well, right. and you know, like that little boy, you did not hear that in the no, moment. So then, no. So can I ask you this? Do you ever get like... If you're checking evidence, like you said, you were at home with your headphones on. Were you? Did you freak out? Like a little bit. I mean, like, oh my god, he was right there. I mean, like the goosebumps, the whole, you know, the. Ex- but it's all excitement for me. I'm right. I want to experience as much as I can possibly experience. You know, good or bad, I don't care. Some people don't want the bad. Bring it on. I just want to experience uh, it. As long as you don't take it home with you. Right. Right. I don't want to. You guys can keep your demons, but I want to see one. Okay. (laughs) So if anyone um, who is listening, they want to hire you to come out to. We don't. We're we're a nonprofit organization. There is no hiring, but you can schedule with us to come. Okay. And how would um, someone contact you for uh, a free consultation or to schedule an investigation? You could. We're on Facebook. um, Facebook dot com backslash w s p i n v i think yeah which stands for what sharon um west suburban paranormal <laughs> investigators and we will um when we'll we post, uh, when we post this episode we will post a link to it and i'll actually take a picture of your business card if you don't mind and post it on no that's Instagram. fine i'll give you an updated card though we oh have great a, yeah we have more updated card with the updated phone numbers perfect and uh what is your email someone wants to contact you that way email Usually, if you could go onto the Facebook page, there's a little link that says send an email. Oh, okay. Perfect. We'll post that in the comments and everything when this airs, and we'll post a picture of the updated card so people yeah. have your info. And the phone number that's on the updated card will go straight to Audra. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah, that's my um, number. And then if most of our clients will reach us through Facebook Messenger. They'll just send a okay. message to the um, Facebook page, and we're really quick to respond it, the whole process is you tell us that you think that maybe you have something going on at your home. We set up a phone interview, so we're going to ask you a lot of questions and try to decipher, you know, 
what it might or may not be. And that also lets us know who we need to bring with as far as our team members and what equipment we want to make sure we have with us. And then we schedule a date to come out and we don't just come and look. We actually come out and we're setting up that first day that we come to your home or business. So. All right. Afterwards, we go through all of our evidence. We find evidence or we don't. Mm-hmm. We make a written report. And then if we don't have evidence, we usually just send the written report to the client. Through the mail. Through the mail. But if we've got some sort of evidence, we put it on a flash drive for them. So they get. then we'll go over to their house and go over the evidence that we found for them. So they'll have a written report and a flash drive of, of the evidence that we found. And they get to keep that, you know, for themselves. So That's very cool. Yeah. And do you, either of you have any final thoughts or anything you want to say before we sign off? No, thank you, thank very, you very much, much for considering us and having us yeah, come out, though. That was really great. Thank, thank you, guys. guys. This was a, a very educational and entertaining <laughs> experience. And that audio, man, that is... <laughs> I, you know, can I just add one thing? This is something. Yes, please. This is something that I love to do. I hand out our cards everywhere I go. I don't care if I'm stopping at the Seven Eleven or if I'm at Jewel Grocery Store. I hand my card to everyone because you just never know who has some stuff happening at home. A lot of people don't want to acknowledge it in public because they're afraid of being shunned or, you know, you think I'm crazy or whatever. But the expression that I get, and and even she looks at me like, are you doing this again? (laughs) I'm like, here, have our card. We're paranormal investigators. I tell everyone that. Um, A lot of people will look at you and go, oh, my God, let me tell you this. Uh And you you do get the skeptical ones who are like, yeah, okay, but they still take our card. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? So um, just word of mouth, anyone that wants to put – our name out there, I'm more than willing to talk to them. And so awesome. is Audra, of oh, course. Yeah. Her and I are like buddies, so. <laughs> You're like buddies. You actually are buddies. We are buddies. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, my dad might be calling you because he's had a bunch of stuff throughout his life happen and would just, he'd chat your ear off. Oh, very cool. We just love to hear That's the cool. stories, do, too. Yeah. Even if it doesn't amount to us coming out and doing an actual investigation, just to hear people's experiences, it's mm-hmm. incredible. I've spent two hours on the phone with somebody before. <laughs> Just yeah. listening to them talk about what they've had done. That's great. Thank you guys so Thank you. Much. Yeah, thank you for thank having you so us. Much. And um, for anyone out there, if you have your own ghost stories, paranormal stories, uh, and you want to share them with us, you can email us at horrorstalkhorror at gmail.com. If it's really serious, please contact these lovely ladies because they will be able to help you. Absolutely. We will post their contact information. And as always, thanks, thanks for, for getting, getting creepy, creepy with us. Sharon, you want a beer? Uh, Oh, my God.